and welcome to We're All Fine, the podcast that provides unsolicited advice and opinions from totally unqualified people. I am, as always, one of those very unqualified people, Holly, and this is my co-host, Carly. Hey, everybody. We are so glad to be back here again with you guys today to share um, some advice that whether or not you take it, I really just love sharing it. It's true. Don't have to keep my two cents in my pocket. You're welcome. <laughs> Huzzah. Today, um, we are going to be talking a little bit about self-care, but especially how we make time for ourselves, how we make space for ourselves in our day, in our life, in our environment, which I don't know that we have enough time ever, even in this episode, to talk about how to make time. But you know what? Carly, you're an optimistic person. So I'm (laughs) going to borrow some of that optimism and go, yes. Let's take yes. some time to talk about making time. Yeah, we can we can work on it. And for a lot of women out there, this is probably sounding like we're not even speaking English. So me time <laughs> is the idea where you get to do what you want with your time and nobody else, no outside interference, nothing, nothing controls that time. You are in charge of it. So if you want to write a book, if you want to read a book, if you want to be in the bath for a while if you want to go on a run if you however you want to do it so that's actually what me time is and we recommend that everyone tries it Carly Um, I feel like I'm I'm having the same visceral reaction to you saying all this like if you were like once upon a time in a land (laughs) far far away I'm like this is total fantasy I'm not sure what you're talking about right now Hundred percent, hundred percent. I totally get it. Go like I was a single mom for a long time. I was always working two, three jobs, and so me time was literally just the time I had in my car from one place to another. Oh, for and sure. That, that car is your special oh, place. It became sacred almost, and so I am a huge advocate for people creating personal time and making it almost an expectation. So if you are thinking to yourself, oh, but my kids or my family or my job or my pets, they need me. What would they do without me? And you feel like you are the worst person for craving that time away from them a little bit. I want to let you know that hiding in the bathroom for a little bit too long to watch a reel is not bad. To find those sacred little moments throughout your day is not bad. And there is a woman that is far worse. A genius. A genius, if I've ever heard of one. Because I was looking up tips about how to get more personal time and how to get more me time. Because it mm-hmm. feels it feels like a fantasy. It feels like a made-up thing that rich people on TikTok talk, talk about. Um, For sure. So I ran into an article that was hilarious and wonderful. So there was this woman who is a wife, mother, daughter, sister, all the things that had not gotten more than an hour of alone time in what felt like it forever. And so what she did to get some quality time was she booked a cruise for her husband, for her kids, for um, in-laws and her parents, all of the people that needed her, told her told her work took off the two-week time for the cruise and then the day of got everybody on the cruise ship 
said she was going to go to the bathroom or something, walked off of the cruise ship and had all of them go while she stayed back behind and had two weeks totally to herself. <laughs> oh, my God. So she got her alone time by literally <laughs> shipping off the rest <laughs> of her family. <laughs> literally, literally, like a genius the whole time, right? Like she packed a suitcase. She oh my packed God. her clothes. Her husband had no idea. That is so extra. So it she knew. Super extra. No drop-offs, random visits from the in-laws were happening. Her kids had their parent with them, and she got to just stay at home. And she didn't tell anybody. The ship took off. They all left. Then they realized they couldn't find her. And she said, I did this vacation for all of you. I am going to be home. Okay. I, you've got to imagine, though, that that made Thanksgiving that year real uncomfortable. <laughs> Worth like, it. All of that whole family was like... <laughs> Listen, if we come over for Thanksgiving, are you going to be there this time? Are you dipping out? Are you going right. to actually make the turkey or is this is this right. all just bullshit? 100%. And here's going to here's my rebuttal for her. I I feel like I feel like I would follow this woman into battle. I would trust her to do my taxes, my eyebrows. <laughs> I trust her with everything. But my rebuttal to that would be if people had recognized that she needed her time before all of this happened, she wouldn't have to go to such extreme lengths. And people are going to, without meaning to, or sometimes on purpose, are going to make you feel guilty for needing you time. So you know what? Make it worth it. Give them two weeks. And how can you be mad? Somebody paid for you to be on a cruise ship for two weeks. I mean, I she get it in the long run. Like they, I mean, she really took care of them and then that worked out really well. But I, but I think, and this kind of leads into the conversation of, you know, how we set the side of time is yep. I wonder if she actually defined boundaries with these people and had that communication to say, I need this alone time. I'm going to draw this boundary around this space that is mine. Now, yep. if they were constantly like stepping over that boundary and like, you know, screw you, we do, we won't, then I get it. Literally ship them off. I think that's good on yeah. you. But right. it makes me wonder, putting your entire family on a cruise ship and sneaking off is maybe the most passive aggressive way I've ever heard <laughs> of dealing with family issues. It's true. It's effective, but maybe not the best communication strategy. <laughs> um, a little bit of avoidance in there, maybe. <laughs> But no, yep. it's it's true. I think we all, from the time that we're little, we're basic, as women, we're told that our job is to nurture and care for and take care of the needs of others. Like our toys are baby dolls a lot of times. And so you, our play is to care for. We're given little kitchens. So we are supposed to fill the bellies of the people we love. And, and where I think those are all good tools, I think every child should play with a baby doll. I think every child should like be interested in cooking because it doesn't matter what your genitals are you do have to like feed yourself but I think we almost have a guilt and we feel like a boundary which is going to be more beneficial for everyone else is us denying a need to someone that we love and care for so it's a lot of reframing that you have to do both within yourself and taking that guilt aspect out of it. You're not doing something dirty. You're not doing something bad. You're not being mean. You are saying, I want to take care of me so that I can take care of you, which is going to be fulfilling. 
adding to that reframing is the idea that we have to prioritize those pieces in our life that we want to excel at. Mm. So for me, I, I, we were even talking about this, um, like before we were recording this idea of like, I don't know how to do anything halfway. Like I might say, I'm just going to do this halfway because I'm good, but I, I don't know how to do that. It feels wrong when I'm, I'm doing that. So I want to, if I'm going to do it, I want to be like the best at it. I want to be amazing at it. And I can't do that with everything. I want to believe that I can. And I want to feel pretty good about it. But if I'm going to dedicate myself to like the really important things, then I have to prioritize those. And that's where all of a sudden we have to have that talk with ourselves that says, hey, you don't have to be perfect in Mm -hmm. this arena. Like, are you doing the best you can given the circumstances in this arena? Great. (laughs) and have that be like that right there is our that's our definitive line of victory like we went yep i did it did i do it above everyone else maybe not but i did it and it works 100 percent, 100 percent. and i think that makes me think of two different things so hopefully i don't squirrel out and forget like either of them um because i have paid a lot of money for the therapy that helped me think of these two things so (laughs) hopefully the viewers can get their money worth too but two things one you don't have to start large with boundaries you can literally start with okay when I get home from work I'm gonna sit on my porch or sit in my car for 10 minutes uninterrupted and I'm gonna watch videos on my phone I'm going to look on Pinterest I'm going to just sit in silence and regulate my breathing whatever it has to be because you could potentially be late from work with traffic anything 15 minutes every day so it's not even time that's expected of you you aren't having to start by saying this is my time I refuse do not do this and so you don't have to feel a level of guilt anyways like one of the things I do after a super or do after a super hard day at work is I would find like an empty parking lot And I would just sit in my car for a couple minutes to decompress. Because the minute I got into my driveway, I was like mom mode, wife mode, all the things. And so I didn't get to be Carly while transitioning. And so I think that one's really helpful. Second one. Look at me. I didn't scroll out. Mm. I did it. Um, Second one. I always heard the word boundary. And the image that would come into my head was like this steel wall. It was brick. It was steel. It was impenetrable. It was big. Sure. And then I learned through therapy that boundaries can be like a quilt. So you can add a patch. So you can add a detail to the boundary. You can pull a boundary off. So you can remove a patch from the quilt. You can stitch something in that says, hey, this week my time is this and this is how I'm going to do it. And if the next week that doesn't work out, you can remove that. If you say every Monday I go get friends, I go get coffee with my friends. But then one Monday doesn't work, that's okay. You get to remove that patch from the patchwork quilt that week, and then you put it back in when you're ready and able. And thinking about, and it doesn't even have to be a quilt, it can be a puzzle, it can be Legos that you build together, whatever image works best for you. But it's not this impenetrable hard thing that you have to hold yourself to that expectation that you uphold this boundary and everybody else has to uphold this boundary. It can be flexible. It can fluctuate with what works best for 
you. And for that flexibility, giving yourself grace mm-hmm. has to be a part of the equation. 100%. Like if it, you know, that Monday doesn't work to have coffee with friends. It's not all of a sudden like, well, oh my God, I can't, I cannot work these boundaries. I can't make this work. Like it's just, it's okay. Yeah. Next time. 100%. So start small, give yourself grace and also self-advocate. People around you are more focused on themselves than they are on you, which is awesome most of the time because, you know, you could have lipstick on your tooth or toilet paper on your foot and people aren't going to notice until they notice, you know? You say that as if this has been something you've been through. Oh, percent. I don't know how to do makeup. Like, I just assume if I put makeup on. <laughs> that's a, like, a weird step of like, I don't know how to put makeup on. So I just put it all over my teeth. Like, yeah. that's a real. It looks well, because then it's like, oh, she tried. But like, you got to You got to give yourself grace. You got like people are not as focused on you as you think they are. So they may not know that you feel like you're about to bust. They may not know that you were sitting there going like one of the boundaries I just had to put in with my family was if I'm in the bathroom and the door is shut and locked, you do not need to unlock it and come in. Oh my my gosh, that is so true. The bathroom should be sacred. It is a sacred alone space. And if if it's not like my kids it's the dogs or like my husband asking me questions through the door like yep for the love of all that is holy oh yeah well and my husband and my daughter both figured out how to pick the locks and they all have little tools to do it that they've like little baby shiv key things and so i'll lock the door and i'm sitting in there just getting my time and all of a sudden door open hey mom what are you doing or hey bib um did you do laundry today and while it feels nice to be needed For a long time, I just was like, this is fine. Until I finally communicated and said, don't do this, please. And you know what happened? There was a little bit of a learning curve. But now I do not hear the door handle jiggling while they're picking the lock to try to get in. Because I told both of them to stop it. That's scary to just hear (laughs) the door. (laughs) Like somebody trying to break in while you're on the pot. Like that is absolutely, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. My family at least just talks to me through the door. Like they don't try and break in Busted. like a horror film. But yeah. also my husband and I are those people. We like, we are not the, like, I'm going to talk to you while I'm using the bathroom spouse for the sake of our marriage. Every house we've lived in has had to have like what we refer to with love as the poop room. Mm, it needs nice, to be yeah. another space outside <laughs> of the one that we share because Like we're coming up on 20 years together and I think the poop room has been absolutely instrumental in making that happen. No, I, that's super fair. That is super fair. My, my husband loves me so much. It's the way that I was framing it for a really long time that he can somehow still find me attractive no matter what I am doing in the bathroom. (laughs) That's terrifying. And we'll just continue conversations no matter what's going on. I'm like, I love him for it. But like having create, I didn't realize because I didn't communicate to them. Like, this is my time. This is me. I don't, I don't want to share this experience no matter what it is. Please go. And then once I did that, all of a sudden I had privacy in the bathroom, but would have never had that if I didn't self-advocate. So look at me go. You can do it too. Good so, on you. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's probably in 20 years from now, I'll look back at my marriage and be like, you know, Holly was right. Poop rooms are the way to go. 
And <laughs> I am so glad that I built this boundary. And it doesn't even have to be bathroom time because I don't believe you should have to hide away for you time. You don't. You shouldn't have to. But but it's a good way to start. <laughs> it is. You know, the thing is, is that if you are somebody with a million things on your plate, mm-hmm. which I mean, I, there's very few people I know who don't have a million things on their plate. The okay. thing is, is that it's not about, well, I have to hide away. It's something that we tell ourselves that we, it's the only way to escape our massive, the pile of stuff we have to take mm. care of. I found to deal with that anxiety for me that, well, there's just too much stuff. I don't have time. I can't set that boundary. There's not, it doesn't work. And I'm telling myself that. I found that the best thing for me was to take 10 to 15 minutes at night before I go to bed. Kids are in bed. The husband's doing his own thing. I'm like, don't talk to me. And that 10 to 15 minutes, I sit usually at a table. Like I won't do it in my bed. I have to do it away, Mm. but I'll do a brain dump. And that brain dump is to, on a piece of paper, literally write down absolutely everything I know I have to do for the next day. Anything that's on my brain, anything. Love that. And somehow when you take it out of your head and put it on paper, it's sort of, it gets rid of some of that anxiety of the big pile of things. And now you can see it and you can do what is absolutely required for this to work, which is plan. If you want that alone time, you have to know where you can put it so that you can advocate for that time. Mm. And it's, it's there. Well, and you're already carrying that heavy mental load of everything you have, but now you have an organized mental load, which feels like less. Oh, I love that. That was, I don't know why, but when you said like, get out of your head onto the paper, it felt very Billy Ocean. And I really liked that. Like, get out of my head, get onto my paper. It doesn't Uh, rhyme, but I liked it. I was like, oh, I, I don't think the lyrics were like that, but I kind of like your version. Yeah, I like that. It's a nice little Billy Ocean. Oh, now I have it stuck in my head. Yeah. Mm. That's a good one. It's a good one. I feel like we just did a musical episode. Everybody's welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's how you make time. You sing a little ditty about getting it out of your brain and onto the paper. Yep. And you'll get better at it. You'll get better as it goes. But you are the best advocate for you. And you know when you what you're feeling, you know what's going on. And honestly, you're going to find out it's way better to look at someone and say, hey, I need five minutes than having like some sort of blow up or having some sort of bad attitude or having some sort of some sort of lash out because now you have so much more time that you have to dedicate repairing the damage that was done because 10 hours later, if you tell someone, hey, I just need five minutes or I'm going to go take 15 give me a second. They're not thinking about that. So you're actually saving more time doing better for yourself and protecting those around you by just taking a minute, no matter what. That's fantastic. I So taking that minute, and for those of you who are thinking, yeah, right, like I could find a minute in my day. There's so much blah, blah, because I've talked to people like that. Mm -hmm. They're like, I was told something in my therapy, and I think it's very apt right now that voice in your head that's telling you there just isn't time. There's not time. There's too much to do. You can't do it. Blah, blah, blah. That's your anxiety. That's your stress. And as I was told, anxiety is a liar. It's the thing in your head telling you, you can't do it. It's impossible. That's not true. You can always find a moment somewhere. So anxiety is a liar. Don't listen to it. I love that. Find your space. 
it's true. And when that voice comes up, don't be afraid to talk to it and say, you're a liar. You'd be you're surprised. a liar. You're a liar. The people around you are going to be very confused about who you're talking to. However, but it sometimes works. that voice has to hear it. Sometimes that anxiety monster needs to be put down in its corner so you can just go be free and live the life that you are supposed to live. Because you only get to live in this existence once, friend. And you're never going to regret, you're never going to be on your deathbed saying, oh, I just wish I had worked more. I just wish I had worked more overtime. I just wish that I would have been stressed out more. Like, that's never going to happen. <laughs> never going to happen. <laughs> and with that, let's move to our weekly affirmation, shall we? Yes, please. All right. Today's affirmation is, today, I approach life with patience. Today, I approach life with patience. And that means not just patience for other people, but patience with yourself. Man, which is 10 times harder, but so beneficial. It's not a race, friends. It's not a race. Take a moment. Take, take the day with patience with others. I like that. us what did you say fruit ninja but with with problems that's us we're fruit ninjas yeah you're welcome everyone (laughs) and now as we do all the time share this amazing advice with you as we completely ignored ourselves so love love that yep make sure you're following too guys because we have some fun stuff coming up or our followers so be an active listener and be a follower yeah carly uh when can people expect that on our social media all these new fun things coming out so actually we will have things up within the next week yes by this point you guys have probably already seen some of our really fun stuff coming out on social media if you haven't already please follow us on the gram Mm -hmm. there's lots of cool stuff that you can check out use we love that and if you haven't already please follow us on spotify or apple or anywhere that you get your podcast and leave us a review we would love a few words we would love a comment tell us how we're doing it's very helpful and if you like what you hear tell a friend and if you don't like what you hear tell a friend we We just want to share our unsolicited wisdom with the world. It's true. It's true. And make sure that you listen to it in different rooms than your friends. You know, three people around a computer at once is great. Do it like a book club. Listen to it separately and then talk about it together. And then write reviews. And take, you know, a few minutes in the bathroom. Listen to it as well. Perfect. All right, guys. We hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time. Love you. Bye.